on page Tezai in Kuntus Avoida from the Rebbe Rashad we have a special schus today is the yard site of the Rebbe Rashad schus Yaleinu Beis Nissen is the is the yard site of the Rebbe of Shalom there from Lubavitch we have the old square Rebbe also yeah so we have a it's also my son's birthday. <laughs> I mean, in the line of things, I know it doesn't sound so big, but in our house it was a big thing. <laughs> and, and it's such a schus to be able to, that, that, uh, that we're able to, to taste a little of his tire on his yard site, and, and the learning should be a schus for his holding the shaman, and he should be on a schus on us, and on the fly so. Amen. It's a hard. It's a hard part of the country. It's not hard to understand, but it's it's hard for us. It's hard for us to absorb and to live with because it's getting straight to the heart of Yerushalayim, of what it means to be an Elohim, the God-fearing Jew. And the Rebbe was explaining the problem that people have. That even we know that that even wonderful, hard-working Jews who are trying to keep mitzvahs are, are attacked, much ambushed by thoughts that are destructive, by thoughts that are, are many different types and different levels, but thoughts that are harmful, that are polluted and destructive. And the Rebbe was explaining that in the life of a person who be'emes be'emes is a big mine. Even the person such as that, but he's still not a tzaddik of the Tanya, who has completely, completely removed all evil from within himself. He's a Benoni. We know that even the Benoni, whose every thought, word, and action is clean of anything, God forbid, that's against Hashem's will. But because of the mitzvahs of being in this world and being in, in being in this encasement of the physical body, of the chaymer, hagas, of physical life, the teva of chumriyas, the nature of chaymer is that that the person is going to is going to even this benoni, even such a person is going to occasionally be attacked by a thought that's destructive, because of the nature of the teva of a person there are things that are that are in the heart and they have a way of making their way up to the mind and and the uninvited unexpected uninvited and unwanted and in the life of the benoni such machshavas when they appear are immediately are immediately pushed away and are thrown lazozo and and the person doesn't think about it, concentrate in any way, pushed away. He never has such thoughts during the time of tefillah, when the Benini's heart is on fire with Hashem. <coughs> Talking about a great person, and he's on fire with the Kadosh and because of that fire, Mimela, nothing else can enter into his mind. It was, can't, the heart is being kashed and burned out during that time, and during the time of cashering, nothing will go up to the brain, but there are times that there are times that, that it happens. And the avoid of the person, of course, is throughout his life to refine his his body and avoid the bagashmias and so on. And it gets less and less and less. But it will happen. But he doesn't want it and when it happens it's it, it, when it happens he he's victorious in overcoming such thoughts and feelings and he pushes them away. This is very different than a person who, who the Rebbe is talking about on page Tezayim. The person who uh, the person who who does not live with those strong walls of Yerushalayim and is lacking is lacking in Yerushalayim and he draws upon himself Chasashalom thoughts and feelings by looking at things and thinking about things this is what the Rebbe calls a prikas ol, a casting away of ol machu shamayim when the person invites he invites destructive thoughts and he has these thoughts the problem with this individual 
is that aside from the fact that he goes through these moments of of prikas ol of of um, welcoming in destructive thoughts, the problem with him is that even when he doesn't want them, even when he's trying so hard not to have them, even when it's a Rosh Hashanah or it's a special time, whatever it might be, and he really, really davening, he doesn't want them. But because of because of this prikas ol, because of this lack of Kabbalah's Amalchu Shemayim in his life, he doesn't have these strong walls to protect him. And it's not only a matter of the Teva that will occasionally send a bad signal, but he's in the sugya of bad stuff. So even when he doesn't want them, even when he doesn't want these thoughts, he goes through Bilbulum, he has this confusion this confusion that comes from the from the thoughts that he had earlier and things that he's done and so on. And in davening, we use the words of of Davramelach, Gami Zaidim Chaseich Avdecha Ayim which means that we ask Hashem to protect us from these evil ones, meaning the destructive thoughts that are themselves the product of our own deficiencies, of our own shortcomings that we produced. In other words, we're asking ourselves to protect us from ourselves, from what we've created, from these demons that we've that we've created. In addition to the teva, uh, we, we've uh, embellished, and and we're asking Hashem to help us and to protect us. But what the Rebbe explains is that the only real way to to bring about in one's life a transformation that where there will be mamish a, a, a different a different there will be a different life and to really eliminate to a large extent these machshavas that's only with kabbalos al machushamayim kabbalos al machushamayim which the Rebbe speaks about here in the second paragraph the last paragraph in Tezayin when a person lives in such a way where it's not moment by moment what's going to happen, what am I going to think of, what's going to be but he begins every day and throughout the course of the day there's a Kabbalah Samachu Shemaim strong Kabbalah Samachu Shemaim and that Kabbalah Samachu Shemaim needs to be magder himself that not to go to certain places, not to look at certain things, not to listen to certain things. There's a hagdar, there's a gedar, there's a wall that he accepts upon himself. And by stating clearly that I don't want to engage in such thoughts and to have such feelings. And if I have such a thought or a feeling, I, I say now at the beginning of the day, or when a person has to go somewhere, whatever, I say now that I am going, I don't want this, it's not invited, and I, and I, and I'm, want to push it away, like the Rebbe says, I don't want to hear Hurim Rhyme. And even when it happens, that it falls into his head. He pushes it away with two hands. He pushes it away. And he turns his thoughts completely away from it. Because of the Yerashamayim that's in his heart. When a person lives with a Kabbalah Salmachu Shemaim, then he is saved from having these Yerushamayim Rayim. Again, everybody will have occasionally. Unless it's Tzadik, a big Tzadik. But even a Benoni will have. But much, much, much less. It'll be a different life. He's not open for business like we spoke about last week. He doesn't. He's not open for business. He has a sign on him that says "closed." I'm closed. No entrance. And when the other side comes to this person, he says, "This is not good for. It's not a good place to be." So this guy is very strong. It's not Kedai over here. We'll go someplace else. <clears throat> it's better business. And, that, and, and, and when the person is in such a way with a Kabbalah soul and he's 
closed for business. He doesn't negotiate. He doesn't negotiate. We spoke about that last week. When a person's already handling and negotiating, it means that you're in the parashi, in the sugya. When you're, when you're having already a discussion, a shakaratai, it means you're already in the sugya. A person has to, a person has to simply be makabal or malchus so Once the person already, once a person, uh, you know, like, when these people say that, uh, listen, it's okay that we have a television, but we, but we tell the children what they can watch and what they can't watch. It's already so far. Because, because once you already have the machine, so that means that that means that the borders have already been opened, and when the borders are opened, so then we're not talking about even with an adult that's that's almost impossible, but with a child who's not discerning what mayasa haben what what do you expect of a child, what's he supposed to do? He's supposed to turn off the uh, supposed to turn off the, the television, turn on, turn off. There's nothing anymore. There are very few seconds that you could keep it on. It would be very strange to sit like that with it. We mostly often just every every you know every uh, you know couple of uh, hours to look for a second like something. So it's a kabbalah soul means that I'm not in this parsha, I'm out of this parsha, I don't want it, I don't have it, I'm not interested in it, and and I, I know that I'm fascinated and drawn to it, and that's exactly why I'm a kabbalah all not to not to be Isaac and to stay far away from it, and if something comes my way, I push it. Like any addiction that a person's had, like any addiction, we understand from the uh, addiction law is a very strong and clear marshal to all of these things. That unless there's a very powerful Kabbalah's all, it can't be that I'll, I'll drink a little bit, I'll smoke a little bit. Unless there's a strong Kabbalah's all, it doesn't work. And that person has to be a himself with all kinds of walls to stay away from that. When a person is makabal upon himself, and he attaches himself to the to the Creator, so then the klipas, then the tumma, the filth, the other side, runs away from there. It's been disinfected and sterilized, and the tumma stays away from that place. It doesn't come there. Kahamaz doing it melts. We're in footnote memtes. The explanations in the biur memtes. Shamavu barucha shazui bakoshes haodem sheipotem imamshela zaidem. Memshela zaidem means the sovereignty, the rule, the kingdom of evildoers. Which we know Dovda Melech spoke a lot about in Tehillim, the Ramshelas Zaydin. And we know that Dovda Melech was not only talking about his physical enemies, but he was talking about the enemies within himself and within us, because Dovda Melech was talking for, was for each and every one of us. And when he asked, when he asked for that, Gam mi Zaydin Avdecha, and when we daven, when we daven, we ask to be saved from the memshala of the Zaydim. That's what we're asking for. Shazui bakoshas haodim sheyipotim memshalas Zaydim. We daven shaklipis moishleis by. That as a result of what I've done in my life and my and my being open to the evildoers and allowing them in my life and having and having. I spent time with them and so on in my life, they're not going away. So the Bakasha of of um, of Memshelis Zaydim of the destruction of the Memshelis Zaydim. Or or Dawramal said, Gami Zaydim Chasaych Avdecha to protect me and keep away the Zaydim for me. That's the Bakasha Sha Bakasha Mshi Potter Mashal Zaydim Sha Klipas Moshlaisbai. So the the klipas are ruling over a person, so it's to such a degree that even when he doesn't want to be bothered by these thoughts, these feelings, but the klipas are mispashet, as that be explained, they spread to his eyes, to his ears, and so on, and God forbid, even to his feet, to carry him to a place where he really doesn't want to be. 
Shaklipas Moshe's by Vizorkas by Machshava Zoras. So he has all kinds of all kinds of, of terrible thoughts. Gambes Shachafitz Lahar Betshuva. Even at a time when when he really wants to be Mahar Betshuva, he doesn't want to have such thoughts and feelings. He wants to th- have thoughts of tshuva. He wants to he wants to do the right thing and feel the right thing and think the right thing. He can't. But but because he's but because he is uh, he's brought this upon himself. He invited in the Memshelos Zodom, the Zaydim, into his life. They're not going away. So even when he doesn't want to be bothered by them, they're still hanging around and bothering him. That the evil ones, the Rishayim, should be, should be destroyed. In the Pshat, of course, is talking about enemies of the Jewish people. That they should also be. We shouldn't forget the Pshat. The Pshat should be Mekwim. Of course the Pshat should be Mekwim. But in Pneumius is talking about the Kaychas of Tumah inside of ourselves. Kaya al Kaychas of Tumah. Tekasha yesh naigili or eloki. Hareheim mizbatlem me'aleim. When there's a very clear revelation of elokus, of godliness, then the then the kaychas disappear. This, in general, as all of you know, is the is the derech of the of the balshem of netamidi balshem, where the ikir is not uh, focusing on how, on how horrible and how disgusting the zaydim are, the evildoers are, but the ikir is to try to. Infuse oneself with a tremendous amount of elokus of godliness and of light, and mimela, the klipas run away from such a place. Mimela, <coughs> uh, 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 the person becomes changed by by infusing taif and elokus and so on. As I've mentioned many many times, what Rav Cook said, how the tzaddikim ha'amitim and pnimim, the true inner tzaddikim, enim kaivul malachayshach, they don't cry and complain all the time. They don't complain about darkness. Ella Maisifim or they increase light. They add light. There are those are big tzaddikim. There are other types that they're always complaining about the darkness. But Cook said the ikir is to add light. And when you add light, Mimela, the Khaishik is Mizbatl. It's Mizbatl. And that's what the Rabbi's saying that's what he's explaining here. The meaning of means when the Barishlam appears, the Rishayim disappear. That's the that's the formula for success. When the Barishlam appears in your life, so then the Rishayim disappear. They don't go together. So that's what it means. How will the Rishayim be destroyed? What makes them go away? When there's a Lakus. In a person's life, so the male of the rishayim go away. You don't you don't handle with them and talk to them and negotiate with them and, and have all kinds of things and think more about them and more and, disc- and and ask them who they are and what they are, which again we find a lot in the Musa's form. This is not the way of chesidus. The way of chesidus is not to not to get into conversations with Ra and with the rishayim, not to get into conversations with them. Not even to be, not even to think, not even to really spend a lot of time thinking about how to get rid of them. The ikir is that if you if you bring in the Rebbeinu Shalom, you bring him in. If you bring in elokus, so then mimela the rishayim go away. Basically, the person has, like you know, in the, remember in the in the old movies how they used to fight. They used to fight wars. I, I always felt bad for like the guys that were in the first row. You know what I'm talking about? Like in a revolution, you see, like they used to show in the old movies, they would have they like play drums. I don't know if they really did that. It sounds so crazy, but these they just go like that, and they would start marching each other, the British and the Americans, and everybody's like playing a drum. And uh, I, I don't know who was in the first couple of rows there because it was really bad in the first few rows. And they were going, and then they and they like just like walking and shooting, boom, boom. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure all the Yidim were in the back. <laughs> but in the front, I don't know who's in the front. So they're, they're shooting, and then the people... And then, after the initial thing, 
like with the, then they start like uh, everybody has like a chavusa, remember? And, the, and they start going like with the chavusa, like they start fighting with the chavusa. And this is why they had such problems with the Indians, because the Indians didn't go for this. They had the Indians; they were hiding and jumping. They like, I don't know, they, but for some reason, the civilized people were just doing it like that. But the Indians had a different mahalam. So, so the uh, somebody figured out, I guess, that if they, that it's better not to stand in front of the bullet when it comes at you. <laughs> so, if, if a person understand that if a person is standing there and and he has this. One on one, there's this muhammad going on. So, when you have this muhammad one on one with somebody, this is mizgabe, zekham, zenayfel. This one's mizgabe, that one's mizgabe. It's a big, big thing. But if they're in the middle of this, they're in the middle of this one on one, and all of a sudden, like a whole new battalion shows up, right? And it's just these two guys. Are, uh, so then you understand that the guy, the guy says, you know. I'll see you. You know, like until now he was like such a fierce warrior, but the second that they bring in the the new troops, then this guy says, "Okay, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'm finished. I'm finished." I remember once there was a there was, when I lived in Farakway, I was with a, a, I was um, standing on the block talking to a, a, one of the, my, my friends who was standing, and there was a little boy riding a bicycle, and a guy came. And he, a guy came and he threw the kid off the, the bicycle and he grabbed the bicycle and he stole it. And he stole the bicycle. So, uh, and he took off. So, the two of us, we're going we're, we're gonna to go, we told this kid, oh, we're going to get back the bicycle. And we went, you know, we went running after this. We, we, we took bicycles and we went after this guy. And do you understand? This guy, is, all he ever does is steal things and run. We do other things, you know. So it, it was hard, and we're going after him and after him. And he was taking us, uh, and we were following him. And then we came to this block. We were always, we were always there, and we came to this block, and there were like two hundred of his chavra, <laughs> like just standing there. I don't know what they were doing. It was a Sunday. What are they doing? They weren't up. They weren't up to good things. Well, they're standing there. So then, uh, like you know, we looked at each other. said, I guess. I guess we'll try to buy the kid a new bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> the chase is over. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. I mean, we yelled a little bit, you know, we, we, you know, but then there's nowhere to go. That is it. We're finished. <laughs> so, the, the, you understand, Adarach Marshall, that a person's in a melchama with the Yitzhahara back and forth, and, and, he, and, and every, single, every single ounce of strength that the Yitzhahara has, that the Sitracha has with a person, he's got to overcome... That's the way of that's the way of of milchama, which the Balshantov Akkadis and Tamli Balshantov said that we, that we can't do that anymore. It's not we're not mitzliach in this way. We're not mitzliach. The ikir is what? The ikir is that when the Yitzhahara so we have to we have to come with a new tachsis, a new strategy. And the strategy is to bring it to bring out our big weapon, to bring out the reserves. And not just the reserves, but to bring the Bariyam, the Rabbani Shalom. And when you bring the Rabbani Shalom, when you bring the Rabbani Shalom, so then, Yisparadu Kopo Ali Then that's the end of the fight. That's the end of the fight. See, the problem is that when you, if you're raising the kids in the yeshiva, and you're doing your best to teach them the fighting tactics, of, and, the, and the kids, especially the boys, from the minute they're, they're in yeshiva, they're hearing all about the Yetzar, the Yetzar, the Yetzar, the Yetzar, and you have to fight the Yetzar, you have to fight the Yetzar. And they're, they're very sincere, and, the, and, the, and, the, uh, and they try, the boys, are, they try, but the, the Yetzar is strong, and has all kinds of different levushim and so on. The problem, the problem is if, they're, if, they're, if the teachers never spoke to them about their main weapon, the main weapon is the branch level, is elokus. And, and if the boys are being raised only taught about this one-on-one warfare with the Eight Sahara, we see that the Eight Sahara is making a big panasa these days. The Eight Sahara is doing very, very well. And the Eight Sahara is very strong. When a person, when a person doesn't have the Rebbein Shalom, and is just this lonely, Vayivasa Yaakov Levada Vayavik Ish Imai, that one-on-one wrestling match with Ra, it's very, very, very hard. And 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 uh, a lot of the Chavah just give up. What the Rebbe is explaining here is 
when it says in the puzzle, when when you're able to when you're able to go into war and you have you have Hashem Ishmael Chama is leading you to war and you're a person that has a lokus on your side and you and you live with the Rabbi Shlom, so then when the Rabbi Shlom comes so then what happens is they go away. The bad, the bad people go away. The bad things go away. Like the Ramam says, that the Ramam says just a, 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 a simple pshat. The Ramam says that a person whose mind is filled with chachma, with thoughts of holiness and thoughts of Torah, so that person's mind is not going to be is not going to be preoccupied with thoughts that are destructive. And it's, just, it's a simple formula. Your mind is filled with good. There's no room for bad. If the person's mind is is not filled with good, so then it's then it's open space. In an open space, there's there's room for war. So the avoda in chesidus is always to strengthen to be mechazik. The Asay Toiv, and to Machazik Elokus and Dvekis Bashem. And Mimela, the result of that is that Yispardo Pali Ovin, but maybe Shoim, Yoyu Shoim, Mipnei Elokin. The Kachas of Tumor, is Batum Elayim. Kamas Dainig, Mneish. Like a wax that melts in front of the candle. You have a very big piece of wax, and very, uh, but, but if there's a fire over there, then the fire melts it. It melts it. And the reason that the reason that it works is that the second that elokus is introduced into the situation, the second that the person, the second that the person bring, takes a kashbarhu out of his packet, then. The sitra is revealed for what it truly is. And what is it? It's nothing. It's nothing. The monster is not really anything. It just looks that way because without the Rav Shalom, it's scary and it looks like it's real. But then, but then you discover that it's really, it's really nothing. It's nothing. That's why it's compared to darkness that doesn't have mamashis. It's the absence of light. And when and when a person turns on the light of Elokus, the Mimela, there's no darkness. Darkness is a very scary thing. And you can imagine all kinds of things in the darkness, as children will often do, and even adults are afraid of darkness. And one of the things that that in the country, if you ever, you know, the country is very dark. You know that. <laughs> the mountains when, you, uh, when you're not in your place, so um, the kids like we. So sometimes I'm driving them in this late one, this little, on a little back road. They, they like this thing of being spooked out that I turn off all the lights, and uh, so I sit there. They, you know, could sing a niggin or something, and they like it. But it's so dark in the city. You don't see such a thing because there's always something doing over here. But over there, it's not much dark. But the second you t- so in the darkness, there's all kinds of things that are lurking in the darkness. Then you turn on the light, you see it's not. I think Ramchal talks about Mr. Shishan. Then in the darkness, you don't know. You think that the, you think that a pillar in the room, you think it's a person. You think that it's a person. But when you turn on the light, you say, oh, it's just, a, it's just nothing. It's a pillar. It's a pole. It doesn't mean anything. So, the Sitrachah is, is, sitra doesn't have mamashas. It's something that was created. It's, it's, it's created. It's a delusion and a distraction <clears throat> that when you're living in darkness, it, it's, it appears to be real. Because in the darkness, things look different than they really are. And something that isn't looks like it is. And it's very scary. So, the, the, what the Rebbe is saying here is that when a person, when a person uh, is macabre upon himself, O Malchus Shemayim, Be'emes, Be'emes, then he turns on this switch. And when he turns on this switch, and there's a big, big, Hashpa of light, then he sees that that 
that thing that he thought was the biggest type in his life, he could never, ever, ever <coughs> overcome that type. He sees that it's, it's nothing. He sees that it's nothing. It's gone. It doesn't mean anything. Listen, I don't know. I don't know what I was so upset. I don't know what I was so worried about. I don't know why I, I gave into that so much. I thought it was such a powerful monster. It's nothing. You see it for what you see. You see it for what it really is, and it's really nothing. It's nothing to get uh, nervous about. It's nothing there. It's just when you're in, in the chayshech, when you're in the darkness, then it looks like it's something. But once you have that light, so then you see that it's... That's what he says, Shulchanim Shulach Chayshech. Shein ba'yishum ha'moshes, klal, umimela nidcheb emnei ha'or. That's why on its own it disappears when there's light. It doesn't mean it disappears, because it's, it's not what you thought it was. Otherwise, if there's, if there's really something there in the room, <clears throat> and you turn the light, that doesn't mean it goes away. If there's really something there, it's still there when you turn the light on. But what? So he's saying that chaysha, I mean, the tumma, the klipas, the tumma, the kaychas of tumma, they're not real. They're not real. Demyaynas. They're not real. And, and therefore, the only time that they feel that they feel to you as if they're real, that they appear, is in the dark room. Kabbalah Shamayim, to live that way means living in light. And in your light we see light. And when a person lives in that light, so then the sitrachra doesn't mean it doesn't come there. There is no sitrachra. It's not there. It just look like it. Just look like it, just like you think that you know, like a child will be afraid when the lights out that there's this thing in my. Uh, then you tell it it's not that; it's the curtain. Uh, the curtain was looking. He thought that there was some scary person over there, and, uh, and then when you turn on the light, he sees it was the curtain was folded a certain way, and it looks like that. And that that's how it is. It's nothing. It's nothing. A person who is a person who is uh, addicted to something, his whole life is being ruined by it, and when he really, really gets out of that completely. Completely out of that. So then, when he when he when he looks back, he sees that it was it wasn't anything. And it, even though it ruled over his it ruled over his entire life, it caused him to it caused him to lose his wife and to lose his kids and to lose his business, whatever it is, whether it's drugs or drinking or gambling. But when he's out of it completely, then and he's out of it completely, and his life is filled with light. Then he sees that that wasn't that wasn't anything. It wasn't, it wasn't a type of a chlal. He looks at it like it's crazy. Like he was crazy. And he sees people that, are, and people that are lost in it, he, he thinks they look to him like they're crazy. Even he himself was doing that. Why would, if you think, why would a person put something in his mouth that causes him to lose his wife and children? Whatever, alcohol or drugs. Why would a person do that? What's this? So, makes you feel like this, makes you feel like that. All the stars in the world. Don't add up to a person who's crying the whole time. I love my wife. I love my kids. I, I've dealt with people like this. So you say, so stop doing it. I can't. I can't. You love your wife. You love your kids. You love everybody. You love, you love. Yeah, so I can't. I can't. Then after the person's out of it, completely healed of it, and that, that could be a lifetime. It could be never. But if he's healed of it, then then it's even hard for him to help people who are still in it. The ones who are most effective helping the people are the ones that are still in the sugya. They don't do it, but they're still in the sugya. Because the ones who are totally out of it, they don't relate to it. They can't relate to it. They're not, they're not in the whole thing at all. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand alcoholism. And even if I read a thousand books on it, I don't know what... You know, to me, it's a, it's a putrid chemical. I can't understand why a person would want to put that in his mouth. But a person who knows what that's like and still feels a tire for it, he could try to help. Someone that's not in it, it's very, very hard, I guess. Mr. the Balsam Tavakadah said that word, I've mentioned many times, that a person can't be mighty But you can't be mighty somebody from something unless you're chayv in that thing. <coughs> yourself. And chayv means, not, in the Balsam Tavakadah, it doesn't mean obligated, it means chayv means guilty of something. That's why Hashem's well told Moshe Ben Lech Reim and Ahav. You're going to be their leader, then you have to go down from Har Sinai and go with them and to be with them, because unless you understand what it's like, you can't help them. You can't help them. If you don't know what it means to to be lost in alcohol, you can't help an alcoholic. Truly, I mean, you could talk to him, you could have all kinds of stories, and you read all kinds of books, and you could tell him, and, the, and the, but uh, but you, you can't be in that place with him. You can't be in that place, and that's the mitzvahs of. 
That's the metzius of Ra, that it's not a metzius. And when you're out of that metzius, of that any metzius that we're learning about on Moshe Shabbos this winter, when you, in that world which is not metzius, it looks like a metzius, but it's any metzius, so then it's, it, you see that it's, it, it, it's, it, it never was. It never was. Only in the darkness, only in the darkness, it appeared to be. That's why you see that God, that Hashem Yerachim in these neighborhoods where they're raised, where they have nebuch, nothing, nothing, no, no life and no meaning, and they were raised already with, with, with killing and with stealing and with addictions and so on. So you could, you could put billions of dollars into there. If, it's not gonna, it doesn't change the mitzvahs is of chayshach. It's a mitzvahs of, of terrible darkness. It's a big rachmanis. And so they, what they try to do, so they'll try to keep, to help people by making this program and doing that and doing this. But you haven't gotten to the bottom of it. The the, the bottom of it is is to shine a huge light into a person's life to see that this is not something that a human being, not something that a human being can engage in. Therefore, their own their own what they call their so-called leaders who are playing into their into their problems are not really helping them. They're not helping them, they're making it worse. But those who are those who are courageous enough to come along and to say this is all crazy, this is totally wrong. And to be mashpia or light of education and understanding and of, of mishpacha and of ahava and so on. So then the person won't have to take drugs, he won't have to steal, he won't have to kill. But if you just keep on going to people, stop killing, stop killing. Don't kill. You're going to go to jail if you kill. So he kills you too. <coughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. We'll give you money if you don't do that. We'll build you a new building. Don't do that. We're going to give you nice... You see the buildings? You pass by. Like they're putting up all these new homes in Auburn, you know. You know that in three years from now there's going to be like smoke coming from there. Like, you know, like, like after the movies, like Third World War. It's just a matter of a year or two, and it'll be first there comes boards on the window. You don't talk about first there are boards on the window, and then it's just it's a war zone. So you think because you put on new aluminum siding, that's the war's over? <laughs> they put like aluminum siding, now the war's over, and they have like a you know the sign that the mayor of New York uh, gives each and every one of you a bracha of Yishik Matzliach and so on. It's a war over there. It's a war. They don't care. So there's aluminum siding. So what? So they got now like uh, somebody put up some air conditioning. It was an It's it's a war zone because there's there's no light. It's rachmanis. It is rachmanis. But when you mashpia or when you mashpia or then then the then the is then the mucham is over. Just like that like that amazing marshal. It's a, it's a long marshal, but the marshal the the Rebbe Bunim said about the, in the prison. There was a guy that he was a shaita. There were two smart people that was a shaita in the prison. I'm sure you know the nice. And they were, um, and they would uh, give some food. Uh, they would give them some food. Uh, it was totally dark in, in this dungeon, and they would send them some food. The warden, whatever, the guard would give them some food. But the, and the, the ones who were pitchim, who were smart, they understood and they thought about how to eat this and what it is and so on. And, but the, uh, there was a shaita, there was a fool there. So one of the Chachamim spent time trying to feed him, because the shaita couldn't figure out how to open this and what to do. So the Chacham was always feeding him and taking care of him. And still he would get stuff all over him. The piquet, there was another Chacham. And what the other Chacham was doing was he was busy all the time. With a, he was busy with it. He, he had a spoon. They let him have a spoon there. And he had a spoon. And he was, and he was the whole time knacking, knacking into the wall, digging out from the wall. There was a wall that he's digging, digging. And the other guy asked him, what are you, what are you, Why don't you help me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to help the shaita. Why is it my business every, every time to help the shaita with his, with his food? Why don't you help the shaita with his food? What are you sitting over there hacking with the spoon? <coughs> you know? Help the shaita. I'm also helping the shaita. You have to help too. So he says to him, you yourself are a shaita. He says, what am I doing over here? I'm trying to, I'm carving out a hole. Just give me a, f- a few, I need an, another couple of hours. I'm carving out a little bit of a hole, that, of a hole so that the light will come into the prison and then even the shaita will be able to eat. <laughs> but you're standing with the shaita day and night, you know, trying to do this and hold this and do that. If he has a little bit of light, he'll be able to eat like a normal human being. And the Rebbe Rebunim says, this is the, this, in this world, this is our avayda.
This avoid in this world is to carve in the prison that we're in to carve out epis uh, a hole so that there should be enough light that we don't have to eat like shaitan. That you don't have to walk and talk and act like a shaitan. But if you go over to the shaitan, you go over to the shaitan, you give him a million dollars and you say, I'm giving you a million dollars, do me a favor, I'm giving you a million dollars, don't act like a shaitan. <laughs> I'm paying you a million dollars to be a chacham. What's this? He came in. He takes the million dollars and he goes and, he, and, he, and and by the next day, like you see with these athletes, they pay them millions and millions of dollars. We never heard of such numbers. You could build yeshivas in every in every shtetl in the world uh, for for some guy, and, and, and you give him the money, and then you see like a, a, a year later, like you know he's on welfare or something. What happened? You were making you were making for thirty years. You made forty eight hundred million dollars. What happened to it? I don't know. I bought my grandma a city. <laughs> I don't know. What happened to it? I don't know. Where, what? They named it. Yes, all the Jewish managers, yeah. So, it's gone. The money's gone. Because what? You gave millions of dollars to a shaita. If you would give light to the shaita, then you would see. There's a, wait, you have to spend money. How do you do it? How do you live like a normal person? That's what it means. Yoivdu Rishoyim Mibnehe Elokim. Mibnehelokim. This was always. Uh, uh, this is. This is what's disheartening. We have to mechazek ourselves. If the kids are being raised, if we're raising ourselves, and all the speeches and talks and drushes, it's always. It's a hurry. It's a hurry. It's a hurry. You know, I talk about this a lot. With the internet, the internet is bad. And, then, and now lately, remember what it became last few weeks? Lieberschmelzer. Then now, the main problem for all of Yiddishkeit is lieberschmelzer, right? That's why the children are going off the dark because of lieberschmelzer. So. So it's always something. There's something bad that we have to fight off. We have to fight off. It's bad. It's bad. And if we fight off this bad thing, then all of our children are going to be learning Torah. All the boys are going to be big b'nai Torah. It's bubamaisis. There's always something bad. There's always something bad. Of all the bad things that are out there, leap is the least harmful, right? So the internet and all these other things. And I'm not saying he's not a bad guy. He's just a, he's a, he's a tyree that's a little bit, uh, you know. The wrong music or something, but 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 this is this is what they always find in the schools with these rabbanim and these drushes and all these kolkayres and announcements about bed 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 and stop the bed and stop. This is what's destroying our children. It's destroying our children. It's destroying our children. So he, these are like you know, these are like the chachamim because they're chachamim. They're smart people, but they're like the chacham that are trying to help the shay to eat. You understand? The balsham tovakodesh said there's a different mahalach. To make light, to turn on the light. That's our avoda. To dig a hole through the prison wall, and to even if you can't get out yet, but at least it should be lifted. At least you should have some light coming into the into the prison, and then you see. But this is a person. This is not. Uh, why would I want to look at this website? It's not for me to look at such a thing. This is what bothers me that they that they treat our kids in yeshivas, you'll excuse me, like there's some like there's some hilaria in Bedford Stuyvesant. That's how they treat our kids. Except with Yiddishkeit. It's the same thing. You are an evil you're an evil person. You are at any moment going to slip into the abyss and you have to fight off the dragons of your life and all this stuff. And you understand what happens. The second the kid gives in to, to because his big gates are, then he already sees that he's already in the clippers. And he's, you know, he's found, he's in the tunnel, and so on. And the rest of it, we understand where that leads. But as a person, to, to, to make it in a person's... No, no, to make it in a person's life, to be moisif or to be ma'va'or. Yoiv du rishayim b'pnei elokim. That's what it means. B'pnei elokim. We can't have to think about this all the time. Even with their own children, uh, uh, not that not their faults and their problems and their, it's such a it's so hard to think that we're going to fix them by telling this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, that's wrong. Stop doing this, stop doing that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't fix them. The the way is to be moisif or yoivdu rishayim b'nei elokim. The more elokus, the more simcha, the more. The more the more that's brought into a person's life. So then Mimela, he doesn't want to look at the internet. You talk to him day and night about the internet, that makes him more interested in it. 
These kids that are going to yeshiva, all they're thinking about is, what's this internet? This really sounds interesting. Because all they hear about is, don't watch the internet. They say, they go, what's that? Forget it. Don't ask me. Just don't watch it. <laughs> just don't watch it. What is it? You're not allowed to watch it. You're not allowed to watch it. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do that. Just make them crazy. Everything can't, 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 can't. can't just, but what can they do? That you don't tell them. To be dvekim. How, how should the child be dovek to Hashem's Baruch? Does he have a shaykh to Who's the Baruch at all for this child? I don't know, talk to your parents. The parents, talk to your Rebbe. So all the kid has a lot of Isurim, a lot of Kolkaris, a lot of bans and excommunications, a lot of very, very interesting things that are forbidden. But what is it that I'm supposed what Or what light have you given him? What light are we giving the children? That's the question. So then they'll say, you give him the light of Torah. It's good. That's for sure. But the children don't see the Akash Baruch Hu in Elam and They don't see Akash Baruch Hu in Amafkid. So learn with them, but bring in the Rebbeinah Shalom to them. Show them the Rebbeinah Shalom. The sweetest thing I told you last year, I, uh, two years ago, I went to one of the yeshivas. Uh, uh, I went to the yeshivas to... to to look at something there, and they took me to a classroom, and and there's they had this rabbi there, is he is an older rabbi, and the little little boys, I don't know third grade something like that second or third grade, <clears throat> and he, and he said that I want all of you to close your eyes now and to think for a moment how the Heilige Beshefa, the Holy Creator, how much He loves you, and how He's here having nachas ruach from you learning chumash today. And he spoke to him about that. He was telling. I said, "Wow, this we got to import this guy. We got to this year. Send him to send him. Now I'm not talking just for little kids. Send him to the Batamidrash and to the Kailu and to the send him to all the yeshivas. Send us to mass produce this kind of a yid. He says, there's a Dahilig B'Shef, the Holy Creator. And and you say this to some other people that uh, somebody was just telling me that." He's teaching in the yeshiva. He's, he's trying in high school somewhere, and he was saying over the Kim Chaim and the and how the principal there said we don't teach these things to our children. He was teaching him a, a bnei Sasker. and the principal said we don't teach that. We only teach pshat in our yeshiva, not bnei Sasker. So the person said, I thought this was the pshat. <laughs> I thought the bnei Sasker saying is the pshat. So the principal said. That's not the pshat, and that is very, very dangerous for, for these 12th graders, the Bnei Sasuke. It's very dangerous. So, uh, <coughs> how is it dangerous? I mean, he didn't ask him because he saw that, the, and I told him, you're very smart. You don't get the shaka to tell you with that. You just keep on doing it. You just keep on doing it, and then it calls you in again in three months because we couldn't make But <coughs> that's the pshat. He's the most successful Rebbe in the whole place. He's turning the kids' lives around completely. Unbelievable. I know for a fact because I've spoken to people. The, this principal was a teacher for many, many years. There are some who survived. Most didn't survive from his years of teaching. So they made him the administrator. And now he's telling a, a, a successful Rebbe, this is dangerous. The Bnei Soska is going to hurt the children. The Bnei Soska is going to hurt not children, the 12th graders. The Bnei Soscher is dangerous. <coughs> yeah. So what do you do with such a craziness? What do you do with craziness? You just ignore it. And you say, oh, I'm sorry, I'll be more careful. I should say, just say, I'm sorry, I'll be more careful. And then go, and not Bnei Soscher, then go and teach them maybe Nachman. <laughs> <laughs> just say, I'm sorry, I'll be more careful. <laughs> you're right, I'm not, I, I, you're right. It's, it's dangerous, I, I don't know what happened to me. I guess. <laughs> and then go right back to the classroom, Take out your guitar, close the lights, <laughs> and then they'll call you in again in a few weeks. Go like that. You can go like that. You can go like that. You can make. <clears throat> but this is this is unless you moisish bar to add light, more and more light, more and more light. That's to that's to live with this. I'm 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 spending so much time on it because it's the it's the side of what we're living in right now. And not to be not to be held back 
or stopped by any people, even if they're smarter than us, and they, even though they're chacham, but they're the chacham that are, that are teaching the, that are helping the shayt to eat, to always go with the chacham who are digging the holes in the prison wall. Stick to them, the ones who are making more light in the room. Those chacham, the other ones also chacham, and you have to respect them. You have their chacham, you say chacham, say that. But and and kvodo bimkaimai. But to but to but to go with the ones who are making the the who are digging through the prison wall and bringing in more light. Because when there's more light, then it's ba'urch and nira'ur, and that's what Rabbi says. Shizel lefisha be'emes ein shum mamoshes klal besitrachva. There's no mamoshes in the sitrachva. A memela nidchiv in nehaor. And when you bring in light, memela it's nidchiv. Memela it's on its own because the sitrachva doesn't exist. It's in the in the darkness. There are monsters. The internet, all of those things, those tumors, they don't exist. There's no. This doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's not a tiver for a person who has light in his life. It's only a tiver for a person who doesn't have light in his life. So if there's darkness in this person's life, and you tell him that it's that that don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, so he doesn't have the kalim to. Because to him, that's something which is real. But when you, but when there's light, the Tanya says this. Just like when you turn on the light, the darkness is gone. The monsters disappear. When you open up a person to Elokus, then the Kachas will go away. Those are the words of the Balatanya. On its own. You don't have to wrestle with it. You don't have to destroy it. You don't have to... A million schmoozing on this thing and that thing. It's me'elov umimela. It goes away. This is how it is with a person. That when there's a Kabbalah's all Malchus Shemayim, Harim Ibnei Ha'oris Malchus Shemayim, Helokis Shebenafshoi Barachim Haklipis. That's what the Baal Hilula from today, the Bashab says, that when there's, an, when there's the illumination of Malchus Shemayim, of Helokus, in, in the person's life, then Barachim Haklipis. The Klipis disappeared. There were no Klipis. The Klipis, we see that there were no Klipis. The klipas go away. <clears throat> that's what it means. Kabbalas, that's what it means. Kabbalas Omalchus Shemaim. In the seventh section of the Maimer, the Rebbe speaks about about Yira and Ahava, and basic level of Kabbalas Omalchus Shemaim, and practically how each and every one of us can actually be magdir ourselves, and how to practically be makabel upon ourselves Omalchus Shemaim.